for listening to this podcast. This is not intended to be a substitute for therapy and is not designed to establish a therapeutic relationship with any listener. This is intended to give you food for thought as you walk down your own journey. The opinion in this podcast are mine and mine alone and do not reflect any company or agency. Hello and welcome to the third episode of If You're Not Fabulous, You're Doing It Wrong. I want to give a special shout out to my friend Lisa in Bellevue, Washington for requesting this particular topic. I know Lisa very well, and I can say that she is 100% fabulous. She asked me to talk about work-life balance. What a great topic. This is actually, it's a critical topic for many people, and it's really difficult to put into practice. Hopefully this episode will help you because this is something I know really well. People who know me are often surprised with how much I do between working two jobs and maintaining two podcasts. The answer is work-life balance, but also because I enjoy what I do and I make sure that it does not interfere with my life, at least in a way that is negative. So I guess the question is, how did I get there? Let's start off with the basics. Remember the name of the podcast. Do you want to tap into your inner fabulousness? If I were to say rate this in terms of balance, what would you say? How would you rate yourself? My guess would be probably less than awesome because that's where the large majority of people I know are. And why would that be? Think about it in terms of this is a movie and you are the main star of that movie. Think about that. In your world, you are the most important person. Now, that is not to be confused with being the most important person in the world. That's a very different statement. That would be erroneously narcissistic. However, if you were not around, your world would not exist, but you would contribute to the worlds of the people around you by passing down a legacy. What would that legacy say? And this is why you are the most important person in your life or in your movie. What would those people in your life who saw you as a hard worker say? Think about people who were in your life that you saw as hard workers. Maybe their priority is or was work. This makes me think of a meme I saw the other day that said something to the effect of, when you die, your job will post your position faster than your obituary. This is true for a lot of people. How many things have you missed out for because of work? Ask yourself, can you get those things back? The Dalai Lama was once quoted as saying, when asked what surprised him most about humanity, his answer was man, because he sacrifices his health in order to make money. Then he sacrifices money to recuperate his health. Then he is so anxious about the future that he does not enjoy the present. The result being that he does not live in the present or the future. He lives as if he is never going to die and then dies having never really lived. Think about how profound that statement is. And my guess is it probably applies to you. Really take that in. Now, understanding the spirit of that statement means your job does not really care about your health or your fabulousness. You are replaceable at work. 
but you are never replaceable to your loved ones. If you were to die tomorrow and then given the chance to come back for one more day, would you choose to come back and work on that project that you were so diligently slaving away on at work? Or would you come back to spend time with your loved ones? Hopefully you'd come back to spend time with your loved ones. I recently had the chance to take my mother to Scotland for two weeks. My mom is a baby boomer who grew up with parents who survived the depression. She has been a hard worker her entire life. And one of the things she said to me before the trip was, you're almost 50. You should be saving your money for retirement. Okay, maybe. But my response to that was, for what? Saving money for retirement is like playing the lottery on the odds that you will live to spend it. Given that some studies suggest that work stress can cut up to 30 years off your life, and the general life expectancy is about 78 to 79, working past capacity would put you in the grave way before you retire. Now, let's say you do win, and I put win in quotation marks. Well, good for you. What did you win? Chances are you're not as mobile or energetic as you were when you were in your 40s. You may have some health issues, which might hinder your ability to travel. We know that if your health fails, you may need to enter a retirement home. You must spend all your money. We know that because of our lovely healthcare system. The agency is going to take all of it if you don't spend it. I've seen people file for divorce just to prevent this from happening. Imagine all that work you did. And then in the end, you have to get divorced to hide it. On the contrary, we know that the key to being fabulous and living longer is connected strongly with social relationships. I mean, we are social creatures. We thrive on connection and growth, but without a work-life balance, you may have lost some of those positive connections. To go back to what I said at the beginning about my own balance, I make sure I do things like join social groups, have game nights with my friends, travel. I used to go to Disney three or four times a year. I spend time with my pets. I'm proactive in creating positive things in my life. What's funny is the amount of resistance I get from people when they see that I'm living my authentic life as my authentic self. Usually it's from a place of jealousy. And like I said on the previous episode, they're just jealous. Even though most people can make these same changes happen if they really wanted to. A good exercise would be to think about your spouse, think about your children, your siblings, your parents, your best friend, somebody who has meaning to you, even your pets. Just take a second to think about one of them in your mind for a minute. Now, picture that person for a second. Just, you know, picture what they look like, how happy they are when you see them or how happy you are when you see them. Now think about all the times you've missed out on seeing that because maybe you were working too much or you were just spending an extra hour at work or you just had to meet a deadline so you sacrificed the weekend. Does that really, does that sound fabulous to you? Imagine what you were missing out on in their lives by being a slave to your job. A trend I've been seeing for years now, and it even happened to me at one point, is seeing people leave a company 
And then you being the person lucky enough to get the promotion to a temporary position like the interim director. How exciting. Except usually it doesn't come with the pay of the interim director. Usually that's just code for you're going to be in this job for a really long ass time. We usually take it because it feels good, especially if we connect our job to our self-identity. It makes us feel valuable, irreplaceable to the company. But are you really? You know the answer is really no to that, correct? If you were, they would actually be paying you more money. I, I know people who have been in interim positions for years, and, and I mean years, and they're still not getting the pay that they deserved. Another story I have is I take pride in my work. I still do. But like I said earlier, I have a good work-life balance. At a place I worked at before because I am very detail-oriented and I am a rule follower. All of the charts for my clients were, were for the most part, up-to-date. All the treatment plans were done. Everything was signed. Everything was, you know, where it should be. And there was another worker, another therapist at the company who did not have the same work ethic. She often made stuff up. She didn't even write notes half the time. She did fraudulent billing. I caught her doing it a couple of times. Um, and of course, she never had any consequences. But what who did have consequences was me. Now, these were unintended consequences because what happened was when the company was being audited by our accreditors, guess whose charts they would always give them? Certainly wasn't hers because they knew that if they gave her charts, the company would be in trouble. So they would give my charts. Now, that sounds like a great thing, right? Sounds like an honor. It's really not because then year after year, well, it wasn't every year. It was probably like every couple of years we were accredited. I was the one who had to answer all the questions. I was the one who had to deal with the people and defend everything I wrote and why I wrote it, and everything that was going on, where she's out taking three-hour lunches and still getting paid probably more than I'm getting paid. And I continued to do that for years because in the back of my mind, I saw that as an honor and a privilege when in reality, they were just using me. They were using me to prevent themselves from getting in trouble. And at the end of the day, I was replaceable. Now, I'm going to tell you another story about being replaceable. And this one really actually gets me angry. And it's the exact opposite place of being fabulous. But I do think it's important for the story here. At the same place, there was a woman that I worked with for years. She was a really good friend of mine. Um, I think she was probably one of the most fabulous people I, I've known in my entire life because she was authentic 100% of the time. She didn't play diplomacy. Like, I struggle with that too. And she would just say what was on her mind and she would do exactly what she wanted to do. And she was awesome. The clients loved her. We all loved her. And she actually, she also ended up raising quite a bit of money for the place that we worked at. Um, by doing a swim across America. And I forget where the money went to, but it was for a cause. I think it may have been cancer related. Um, and she put together a lot of people. She raised a lot of money. Uh, unfortunately, she was later diagnosed with cancer and ultimately passed away. Now, 
without saying what this place was, I just want to put this out there that it was a mental health agency and that the bosses were obviously supposed to be trained in mental health. When we found out she passed away, we had found out through Facebook because she had actually been out on medical leave for a couple of weeks. And this was, I want to say the second or third time she was out on medical leave. So we had expected her to come back. And one of the admins had seen that her daughter had posted that she had passed away. So we found out we were very upset. And at this point, I was the quote interim director, close quote. So I had reached out to my direct boss and said, listen, I think we need to close today. The staff is really very overwhelmed and depressed. The clients are depressed and overwhelmed. And her response to me was, sure, but you knew she was going to die, didn't you? That was her response, which is probably one of the most inappropriate responses I think I've ever heard from anybody regarding somebody passing away. One of the other managers sent me a message saying, chin up, things will get better. I mean, seriously, chin up. Uh, these are obviously not fabulous statements. And I ended up laying into them later at a meeting and basically called them out for being phony as they could possibly be because they really were. And the company also put together a very last minute memorial that was badly written and not even accurate. And it was sent out to all the employees at the company. So all that hard work that she put in and that's what happened when she passed away. That was a big wake up call for me. Having seen that, I realized that no matter how much somebody puts into their job or no matter how much of your genuine self is there, they don't care. They don't. You're replaceable. And that's why you really need to have a strong work-life balance. It's super critical. Finally, in closing, and this is a difficult concept for many of us to accept, especially since we live in a capitalistic economy, but money is evil, plain and simple. There's no arguing that. Lord Acton was quoted to say, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Being corrupt is not fabulous. Look at some of the people you know who are corrupt. I mean, many of us can just look at our local politicians or anybody who's in power. Do they have everything they want? Yeah, probably. But what about what they need? True happiness, joy, real love. You could even argue their soul is missing. They are empty shells of people. This is not where we want to be as fabulous people. And this is where you will end up if you don't have a good work-life balance. So set limits, take time off. Remember the place will not collapse without you. And if it does, then the issues were too big for you to fix anyway. Hug your family members and friends. Do something that makes you laugh every day. Remember when you were a kid enjoying life before work? Tap into that. Well, what did you want to do when you were a kid? Maybe it's something you didn't get a chance to do. Do it now. Now, obviously you do have to work and I'm not advocating for you to quit your job and love life as a nomad. 
as fun as that might sound, but maybe find a job you enjoy. Find a job that brings you happiness. Hanging up a sign in your house that says a cute little phrase like live, laugh, love does no good if it's just a dust collector. Make it happen. When you are fabulous, you can move mountains. Do not allow work to bury you under one. That is not the legacy you want to leave. So with that, hopefully you will have a happy new year and let 2024 bring you oodles, oodles of happiness because you can do it. And you know why? Because you're fabulous. Say it right now. Say it at the top of your lungs. I don't care where you are. Scream, especially if you're in the car driving, scream really loud. I'm fabulous because you are fabulous. And if you believe that, and if you continue to, to show that to yourself, then other people are going to see that. And then eventually you will really believe it. So with that, again, happy new year. And thank you again, Lisa, for sending me that idea. If anybody else has an idea they want me to talk about, feel free to shoot me an email at matt at the United States of PTSD.com. Again, happy new year. Take care.